Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We're back to discuss the eighth episode in the fifth season of Archer. Uh, Archer Vice, The Rules of Extraction. I thought this was an okay episode. I thought the funniest bit came at the end, but we got the story of the rescue unfolding in flashbacks versus following as things came to be. And in a sense, that's fine, but it also leaves all of our characters in the same room, riffing off of each other and not out doing their shenanigans, which I do love ever so much. But that's going to be leading us into what looks like a three-part finale or a four-part. I'm... I cannot remember but I think the next episode it said part one and I do not have any recall of how this storyline goes so I'm really intrigued on how they are now or have graduated from being horrible cocaine dealers (laughs) to now being in the arms business Wherever you listen to this podcast, wherever good podcasts are found, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below. Why are you dressed like the whore the rest of the trailer park had to stone to death is quite a question. And only one of the questions that a very irate or more like simmering Mallory dressed up in her black dress asked the group at large. Archer, of course, has two bottles of liqueur. They have on very warm clothes. And yeah, Sherilyn's over there topless with two bonbons. I guess they're called rockets in her hand while Pam covers her up and then guzzles down more whipped coke in this week's most inventive ways in which to ingest this product. Sherilyn is half nude because they were working on her album cover earlier that quickly began to turn into a porn movie at Pam's direction talking about why can't she put those rocket pops on the inside you mean inside my vagina i mean we can start there and see where it goes krieger had once again not thought to use the thing he's supposed to operate properly so unfortunately he has to go looking for for camera film the 200 kilos of cocaine was confiscated but The plane they stole had twice that amount on it. And if it wasn't for assholeness to make itself known in the form of her son who wanted to land the plane in Miami, never mind they have a stolen plane with no log flight plan and a whole bunch of coke and guns in the back. And you just want to land at a regular airport. But Archer does point out, well, We're going to land at the spot that's on this map marked X 
Don't you think the people who want their coke are going to be there as well? And you fail. This episode for once showed Cyril not being physically assaulted consistently by Archer. Who actually gets for once his own uh, his own physical revenge. Particularly when he's sore. And I like that he was ready to bash his head in once again with the fire extinguisher. He's like, don't you dare. Well, he's like, you have a decision to make. Alligators or your mother. What's the difference? They're both cold-blooded prehistoric monsters. They ran out of fuel. And then Archer tells Cyril not to throw out the guns. But then Ray tells him to throw the guns out since dumbass shut off the door but Cyril could have kept some of those weapons since now they're confronted with a small arms arms force waiting for them so Archer decides to assume his favorite personality which is Randy before promptly being shot upon introduction wait he isn't dead shy surprise The only reason he's not dead is because it was a bing bag shot. He's introduced to Slater who wasn't sure what he was coming up across and that's why he decided to shoot him. He is American and distrustful of Rando and his compadres Phil and Odie. Hello. Ain't nobody coming to see you Otis. I love that they didn't just say it once they said it twice. Odie hush. In exchange for the coke, they were given weapons that are supposed to be given to some other guy named Calderon, but Archer flew home to mommy to find out what to do. I've fallen and I can't get up. Gustavo Calderon is the president of San Marco, somewhere in Central America and in the middle of a civil war with communists. He's supposed to pay them for the arms since he's losing said war the the place in which he inhabits he's the president of is not on the map since the map is over a hundred years old and references german east africa we will never recognize tanganyika well it's tanzania now they show this kind of campaign or not campaign but b-roll footage of Calderon with a with a soldier he's like I think he's dead (laughs) that made me laugh so hard Calderon is clinging to power and it seems that they have stumbled into a CIA drugs for arms back deal which the CIA totally was into doing helping countries get rid of communist regimes even if the person in charge happened to be a dictator themselves, doing all types of atrocities. While Mallory is thrilled, Cyril is cautious because, as she points out, he's a timid man. Even your balls have pussy. My cock would fucking break you. Mallory requires ice, a sewing needle, a knife, and a mirror. She has decided to have Krieger watch himself get castrated. Though her anger quickly deflates. Because it's not even worth it. With only 30 grams or 30 kilos of cocaine 
left to Pam's dismay. And because Mally always has more cards up her sleeve to play, and now that the government is involved, she may feel she can play some of those cards. She tells everyone she's going to bed. The funniest bit of the episode, in my opinion, is when Mallory announces that she and Ron are getting back together, going to marriage counseling, and have decided on an open marriage because it was between that or (laughs) divorce. So he calls Sherilyn, who is knocked unconscious with a bottle, and then Archer's like, he better not call me. And Lana's like, why would he call you? And then the phone rings and we think it's Archer and it's Pam. That shit was hilarious. They always be showing these old 1970s, com- not computers, TV sets. And it looks like something from the 1980s, anywhere between the 1950s to the 1980s. And I love that we don't know the time frame or era that any of this shit is going down but it's a mix it's somewhere not within our timeline that's for certain it's a multiverse we should do more tv shows or movies where we're just living in the multiverse with really diverse things happening that would be fun and that is my conclusion to the episode this is not one of my favorites so i gave it a 7.7 out of 10 but they are now finally down to the last bit of coke and they've not sold any of it. They've lost, <laughs> had stolen, eaten, or blown up because that's what Krieger did. He built this, uh, this submarine to transport cocaine in the pool. And Lana's like, so how are we going to get this out of here? <laughs> And he's like, fuck. So upon being disappointed by his uh, ship that will never sail, he blew it up. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. I like that this seems to be steering them back from on the brink of criminality to possibly being back in bed where they wanted to be all this time with the government if you want to send feedback once again blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well like share subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic